Nuance is a pioneer and a leading provider of conversational AI and cloud-based ambient clinical intelligence for healthcare providers. Used by 77% of hospitals and 10,000 healthcare organizations worldwide, our AI-powered solutions capture 300 million patient stories each year. We help unburdened clinicians, radiologists, and care teams with efficient new ways to capture clinical information, applying real-time intelligence for better decision-making across the continuum of care. Now, a Microsoft company, Nuance brings industry-leading generative AI and deep vertical expertise to address your biggest challenges and accelerate healthcare outcomes. Visit www.nuance.com healthcare for more information. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. My name is Jacob Emerson. I'm Associate News Director in the Becker's Newsroom, and I'm very thrilled today to be joined by a special guest. Terry Shaw is President and CEO of Florida's largest health system, Advent Health. Terry, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with us today. Thank you very much for having me. It's an honor. So, Terry, you've served as chief executive for the last eight years. For those that might not be as familiar as we are with Advent, can you provide us with a broad overview of the health system and all the geographies that you serve? Sure. Advent Health is a faith-based healthcare system headquartered in, in Central Florida. We have two-thirds of our, of our company is, is in Florida, and then we have um, a presence in other states. Denver and, and the, the Dallas-Fort Worth area, uh, Kansas City, um, Chicago, Illinois, and then we have facilities in Georgia, North Carolina, and Kentucky as well. So we're in multiple states. Um, we, we just um, had our 50th birthday last year. Um, so the company is 50 years old, and um, it's been an amazing time for me personally I graduated from college 40 years ago and started working for Advent Health, and they just couldn't get rid of me, and I'm still here. <laughs> so deep roots with the company, Terry, and, and a, a diverse geographically company as well. Um, there, there's obviously no doubt that the, that the healthcare landscape will continue to shift and change in a lot of different ways. This year is no exception. So given your, your deep experience with the company and with healthcare in general, what are your predictions on the type of year that 2024 will be, not just for Advent, but, but for the industry as a whole? That's a great question. Our team wrestles with that very question. Um, I believe uh, 24 will be a year of stability um, for many organizations. I think to get to that year of stability will require management teams and boards to think about their portfolio, which is probably going to drive some M&A opportunity across the landscape. I think it will be a year of stabilization for the healthcare team um, coming into our second year out of the COVID marketplace. I believe that you'll see many healthcare systems recover um, economically in 2024, um, now in our second year out of the pandemic. And I believe many teams um, will sit back and have the latitude and the opportunity to focus on the next five years that are ahead of them um, and start putting into place what they need to um, to be relevant five years from now as they think about how to best care for the people that they care for. So I'm bullish on 2024. 
we're, we're, we're blessed to be in markets, um, either by ourselves with good partners, but the people that I see in the marketplace and, and have a chance to talk with, I believe 2024 will be a much better year than 22 and 23 for the healthcare industry in general. Yeah, it's a really interesting prediction. It sounds fair to say then, Terry, you're hopeful about what is to come for the for the broader industry. I actually am. I, I believe some of the big cataclysmic shifts in how people viewed their jobs and people moving around in the industry and a variety of other things were, that were terrible disruptors um, in North America, especially through, through the healthcare pandemic. I think I think there'll be more recovery in 2024, which is going to stabilize the industry some. Sure. Uh, let's talk about some of the challenges, though, that the industry is facing right now and what you've mentioned online recently on LinkedIn on, on how to address some of these challenges, um, mainly that the, that the healthcare industry needs to understand the interplay between people, technology, economics, and other key dynamics to, to really get to the root of our challenges. Can you elaborate a little bit about on that and, and what you mean by other key dynamics? I can. Um, if you uh, just, and you, you know, on a piece of paper, drew a Venn diagram of three intersecting circles and had people in one circle, technology in another circle, and economics in another circle, uh, there are a lot of forces in healthcare that we're all wrestling with. Um, we have a 10-year glide path of a lot of people moving out of commercial insurance into Medicare. The only difference between a 64-year-old and a 65-year-old is um, who pays. And that's going to change the industry's ability to produce enough economics to provide for their communities. Um, and it's going to require all of us in the healthcare space to think about how we are um, best deploying our human resource talent and our technology capabilities to do a better job um, in the coming economic environment of still providing amazing healthcare, but doing it um, much more efficiently. I, I believe that as an industry, um, we need to stabilize our teams even more than we have in order for our the people that we care for to feel whole, our team has to feel whole. And I think technology, the technologies that we deploy take up way too much time in the, the, the entire ecosystem of healthcare from a provider, nurse, et cetera, standpoint. And we have to maniacally think through how to deploy AI tools and take clicks out of the system to do the better job caring for more people with the same group that we have today. There's just not enough nurses and doctors when you look out 10 years to care for the Medicare population that we're going to have and the current burden that we have and how it is we have to use electronic tools. And so I think the interplay of people, technology, and economics is going to drive some very thoughtful changes in how we deploy technology to make things easier and simpler for providers to care for more people than we ever have in the past. 
I mean, that's such an important point that is top of mind for all healthcare leaders today, Terry, the the rapidly aging population in the United States, the changing payer mix that is coming down the pipe. Uh, what, what does that mean for our healthcare system in the long term? And uh, how should all healthcare leaders today be responding to what we know is coming? Well, it, it's interesting. You take you take your your market one year at a time, and it, and it changes a little bit. But I think when we look back ten years from now, and we look back to two thousand and twenty four, we're going to be amazed at how much more of our revenues are going to be in Medicare and Medicaid business as opposed to commercial business. And if we don't become more efficient as a healthcare enterprise, we're not going to be able to keep up with the technology and other things that are coming out to do a better job of caring for people because there's just not going to be enough economics to drive what we need to um, for the communities that we serve. So um, when you think about this logically, if your payer mix is going to degrade, because most people know that Medicaid and Medicare don't pay as well as commercial insurance, and you're going to have more Medicare and Medicaid, you're still going to have to provide the care that you're providing, and you're still going to want to do it with the latest technology, you're going to have to recognize that you're going to have to be more efficient. You're going to have to take out more back office costs. You're going to have to be more um, intent on providing care in an outpatient setting than you've ever done in the past. And you, you have to thoughtfully think through over the next 10 years, what am I going to have to change so that I can keep up with the population that's changing around me and provide the kind of care that I really want to provide. Well, it would certainly seem that Advent is going to be the system to watch uh, and on how to navigate these challenges, given Florida's changing demographics. Um, no question. <laughs> but given, given in that vein, Terry, uh, talk to us a little bit about how your patients, how they're changing, how their expectations of care are changing and how that's impacting what we're talking about, changing your plans, your strategies to meet those evolving needs? Yeah, so a couple of things going on. Coming out of COVID, I don't know about you, but it seems to me, it doesn't matter if I'm at, at the community baseball game or I'm on an airplane or I'm any place in a public square, um, people are a little shorter than they used to be and they, are more, they have more expectations um, for what it is they're getting, for what it is they're spending. And that's no different in healthcare. People, when you really think about people, they want to be whole. As a human being, they want somebody to look at them as more than the sum of their diagnoses. They're, they're a real life person. Um, it's not just my knee that hurts or my back that hurts or my heart that has a problem, but I am a whole person. I am the sum of my thoughts, feelings, and beliefs. And when I come for you to care, to get care, um, I want you to treat me as a whole person. And I want you to be cognizant of my thoughts, feelings, and beliefs as you provide that care so that I have the kind of life that I need to have and want to have. And you're a part of helping me find the kind of life that I want to have, not just looking at me is as one of our two diagnoses that you need to care for. And I see that shift in healthcare. I see it in the surveys that we do. I see it in the 
um, consumer groups that we interface with. I see it in how people want to access um, the tools that we put out in the marketplace for them to access care, whether that be self-scheduling or care navigation. Um, people are much more interested in longevity, much more interested in continuity of care um, as they age. And as the population ages over the next 15 years, there's going to be even more demand put on the healthcare system for good quality care that helps me live a whole life, that treats me as a human being, that allows me to be the person that I want to be and doesn't treat me like a number. Absolutely. So everyone wants whole person wraparound care. You mentioned earlier that tools like AI and, and other digital technologies uh, hold great potential here for meeting those expectations of patients. But we know that there's a lot of um, questions around the implementation of this technology, especially within healthcare. So are there risks and ultimately opportunities that you foresee for these innovations um, within health systems like Advent? So with any technology, there's risks and opportunities. The, uh, the trick for the healthcare system will be to test, debug, and deploy the best of the technology that we can find so that it is helpful in that process of, 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 of treating those in your market and doesn't blow up something that you're not aware of. And it is something that we have to, especially AI, we have to consider carefully when, where, and how it will be deployed. I believe 10 years from now, the way technology is moving, that we could very well have doctors and nurses speaking to computers and the computer doing notes as opposed to the mouse clicks and the typing that's taken on today. There could be much greater um, patient interaction because of that. Um, it could be much more efficient. There's a lot of promise in the technology that's coming around the corner. And we all then, because of everything that we need to do to treat people right, we're going to have to test, debug, and make for sure what we deploy is additive to the process and, and doesn't make the mistakes that you're afraid of it making. But I believe there's great promise. And I believe that as we think about the future, we will need to do everything in our power to remove the tasks from clinicians' plates that are ridiculous for them to be spending time on. When you think about a doctor spending a third of their day or 25% of their day having to run a mouse click, that is just not what you're paying a doctor to do. We have got to be more efficient and the tool sets that we use have to be more efficient. It needs to allow the physician, the nurse, the pharmacist, the care advocate to provide a broader look and provide a more comprehensive look at how we're treating people. And I do believe that's what we're on the verge of. Yeah, that's a fascinating outlook um, that, that you have. I do want to ask you about a number that Becker's had just reported this past week from, from some research at UPMC. 
saying that just 16% of health system executives say they have a system-wide governance policy in place uh, around AI, though they many have formed governance committees that include senior executives. When you hear that, that the, that the majority of health systems don't yet have uh, a policy uh, system in place around AI, what's your initial uh, response to that? My initial response is if they don't, they will. Um, and they will because the technology is changing faster than people understand. And it's coming faster than people understand. And whether they have a policy today on it or not, that just means they haven't been in enough places to understand it well enough to actually understand how their organization is going to need to uh, think about it for, for the public good. As we, as we move over the next 24 months, I, I believe that every um, healthcare organization will come to the realization that it is here, it's not going anywhere. It has the ability to bring good and bad without a policy and how it is you're going to handle it as a company. You risk something entering into your process that you don't know about and you're gonna have to get in front of it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, before we go, Terry, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about Advent's partnership with Walt Disney World. You're the official healthcare provider for the resort. And last year, you opened a 19,000 square foot emergency department at the park. Can you share a little bit about that, what your strategy is there, and, and any updates you can share uh, with, with Disney? So first of all, I, yes, we do have a partnership with Disney. Um, we are we're very fortunate to be in Disney's backyard and, and uh, we really enjoy um, our partnership with Disney. We have, it's called the Advent Health World Wellness. It's a health ecosystem that provides a range of um, virtual and in-person services to Disney resort guests. And we've added to that our Flamingo Crossings, Crossings Emergency Department. It opened in May, last May. Um, and um, as you can imagine, it was co-designed by Disney Imagineers. And so the look and feel inside that emergency department is not like anything you would find anyplace else. And yet at the same time, it still delivers world-class care um, to thousands of people, um, either cast members or visitors um, to the Disney property on an annual basis. That's amazing. I, I think most people would never say they wish they could visit an emergency department, but this sounds like one worth seeing. So uh, I'm glad you could share a little bit about that with us. Any, any final thoughts or final pieces of advice, Terry, that you would like to share with all the health system leaders listening in today? No advice. Um, I, 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 I do say, I do want to say this, um, uh, blessings to everybody in the industry who's trying to bring health and peace to the community that we're in. And I pray that everybody has a uh, good recovery year in 2024 and that we get ready for the challenges ahead. Fantastic. Well, Terry, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with us and for sharing your expertise with us. We truly appreciate it. Thank you so much for the opportunity. You have a great afternoon. If you'd like to hear more podcasts from Becker's Healthcare, you can visit beckershospitalreview.com slash podcasts. 
Nuance is a pioneer and a leading provider of conversational AI and cloud-based ambient clinical intelligence for healthcare providers. Used by 77% of hospitals and 10,000 healthcare organizations worldwide, our AI-powered solutions capture 300 million patient stories each year. We help unburdened clinicians, radiologists, and care teams with efficient new ways to capture clinical information, applying real-time intelligence for better decision-making across the continuum of care. Now, a Microsoft company, Nuance brings industry-leading generative AI and deep vertical expertise to address your biggest challenges and accelerate healthcare outcomes. Visit www.nuance.com healthcare for more information.